Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling our cup with your presence. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We need you more now than ever before. So, Lord, thank you for keeping your word. Lord, we ask you to speak today. Reveal yourself today. Transform hearts today. Oh, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Trusting the God in you. Everybody said, trusting the God in you. I, uh, on May 23rd, uh, I was supposed to have knee surgery. I wanted to go to the best doctors, so I called the Cleveland Clinic um, because I'd had three total knee replacements. And, uh, and so I said, I got to go to the Cleveland Clinic. So I called the Cleveland Clinic, and they cleared me to come to the Cleveland Clinic. Um, and then uh, my insurance company said they wouldn't pay for out-of-state fees. Uh, and then uh, so I called my doctor. I said, get me into the U of M. Because I know U of M is one of the best hospitals in the country. So I go to U of M, and I meet with Dr. Daly and her staff. And um, they looked at my x-rays and, and looked at my knee and told me that, uh, yes, you need your right knee done. It, we don't know what's going on, but something's happening. Um, so let's do some tests on your bones because it shouldn't be doing what it's doing. So I said, okay, my pain, like the last three years, has been about a seven, eight, almost every day. Right? I just worked through it. And uh, the pain was getting progressively worse. Right, and so I go and uh, I said, "Man, God, I know you're a healer, I, and so I need some healing." Right, so I knew that the doctor was really good, and I questioned all the people at U of M, and they said, "This lady is the best. She is one of the best at U of M, and everybody uh, raving about her and her progress and what she can do." And so I called, and I canceled my surgery on May 23rd. And um, I told the Lord, I said, God, I know you're a healer. And so I know that inside our bodies, there's an intelligence that keeps us alive. There's, a, there's something um, inside of us that keeps us alive, that keeps our heart beating, keeps our systems working together, and keeps us alive. Um, and that intelligence, uh, I know, is you. Uh, and so if I'm going to trust this doctor, uh, why don't I trust you? Since you're the best of the best, right? And so, uh, so I started this journey. And in the journey, um, I wanted to transform not just my pain in my knee, but I wanted to transform my life. And I wanted to be a better husband 
I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better dad, a better granddad, and a better leader. Uh, so, Dr. Abiade, I started to meditate. And, um, and as I meditated, um, I got to the point, man, where there, uh, I was nobody. There was no time, no space. And I started off, and I meditate, and I would be in the meditation for an hour, hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half. Uh, and I'd just be gone. I don't feel nothing, no pain, no nothing. And then I reprogrammed myself. Well, I, there's some science behind everything. A science is a, uh, is unseen spirituality. And spirituality is seen science. So I said, there's got to be something behind it. So I did some research and all that. But God uh, did something. Uh, uh, I started to see myself differently. So I had to see myself ballroom dancing. I had to see myself riding a bicycle. I had to see myself playing basketball with Jays. Uh, and so and my main mission uh, was, God, I want to do your will. Uh, I want to be healed not for my personal sake, but for the sake of the kingdom. Uh, um, and so and I, I want to be able to share uh, your gospel, uh, not in pain. Right? And he reminded me that I never, ever have pain when I'm preaching. Uh, you know, he said, I, I've been with you all along. Uh, but I tell you, um, for the last, I say, two weeks, um, the knee... Uh, my right knee that was giving me so many problems, uh, the pain went from a seven to a zero. So now I'm kind of kind of working on the strength in my leg, but um, uh, I have no pain in my right knee at all. Uh, I had wrote, I was showing my wife in my journey, I had wrote in my journal that I was reading, God was talking to me. He said, you're going to have some pain, um, but it's going to be a distraction pain. He said, don't pay no attention to it because it's just a distraction because I've already healed you. Right? And so uh, my left knee started you know, acting up, and, and I'm like, okay, I got you. I, I, I see what's going on, right? Uh, but God is amazing. And I just want you guys to know, uh, and I'm going to tell you guys more about it. But I'm doing a series called The River of Change. And um, so I want to talk to you guys today, and I really want you guys to pay close attention. Now, you may agree or disagree, but I'm gonna, I just think, I, I think I'm spot on, right? Um, God uh, is so amazing, uh, and, and we know he's amazing because he told us he was amazing. In his word, and he, he promised us. Here's what he promised us. He said, I promise you, I will never, ever leave you, nor will I forsake you. Right? Uh, and and uh, so I, I, I kind of believe that. Right? Uh, and so I'm, I'm listening to God. And Dr. Abiyade, I was in your sermon this morning. You kind of like touched on some stuff this morning to confirm my message today uh, when you told us that everything, everything starts in the mind. Now, I want you guys to get this. Now, don't miss it. Get your notes. Take your notes. Whatever you do. But you got to write this down. Young people, you got to get it. If you get it now, your life will never be the same. In 
the gospel, and I taught some of this to the Bible study on Wednesday night, but in the gospel of St. John, chapter 1, uh, here's how it reads, right? And so you want to highlight in your Bible, and your, however you do it on your phone, it says, in the beginning, everybody said the beginning, was the word. Now, it's important that a word, uh, linguistically, uh, uh, when it comes out, uh, it has to originate somewhere, right? Uh, and it originates in the mind, right? So when you go back to Genesis chapter 1, when God spoke, things into existence. It was in his mind first and he spoke it into existence, right? So in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. Now this is important uh, for us to understand that. Young people, I want you to get this. Don't miss it. In the beginning was the mind of God. And the mind of God was really expressed in the word of God. So when God spoke, he really spoke his mind, right? So what was in his mind, he manifested through his speech. So in the beginning was the mind of God or the word of God, and the word was with God, and the word was God because the, his thoughts were his thoughts, right? And so his words were his words. Amen? Are you with me so far? This is going to be good, says the Pentecost, right? He says, and the same was in the beginning with God. So the word of God was always with God, Josh, uh, in the beginning at all times. He was always there with him, always. And, and you couldn't separate them, right? Uh, so God and his word was again. So well, he thought it, then he spoke it, and then it was. He thought it. He spoke it, then it was. Amen? Now, uh, he goes on to say in verse number three, all things, everybody say all things, were made by him. Who is the him? It was God. It was the word of God. Or maybe it was the mind of God. So all things in the world was created by God because it was in God's mind first. Right? So all things were made by God, by his word, from his mind, right? And he spoke it. And without the word of God was nothing made that was made. Everybody said nothing. Nothing was made without being formulated in the mind of God first. Amen? So we got to keep that in mind. So if it was in his mind first, and then he manifested it through his speech, and he spoke it into existence, then he goes down and he says this, in him, which is God, Sister Ebony, all right, was life, and the life was the light of men, right? And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Right? And so that's important for us to understand that in him was life. All the life-giving sources in the earth, man, was really in the mind of God. And so it was in God's mind first, and then it was manifested in the world. 
right? Now, it was all things created by God. So here you go. So then he goes to verse 9 of John, the first chapter. He said, that was the true light, which shineth in, oh, God, let me back up. So that was the true light, which lighteth what? Which lighteth what? Which lighteth what? Every man. Everybody say every man. So that was the light which lighteth every man that cometh where? So every man that cometh in the world come through the mind of God. And he gave it light. And it was the light of the world. Right? Here's what he said. He was in the world and the world was made by him. The world was, now he was in the world, and he's in, it, in everybody, right? Uh, and he was in the world, and the world, uh, Martha, was made by him. But the world, Ava, didn't know him. They, they didn't recognize God, just like you don't recognize him sometimes. So a lot of people are moving, and they don't recognize, Brad, God living in them. So we move as though we're independent of God. But we're not. Everybody say, it's going to get good. Here's what he says in the 12th verse and the 13th verse. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name. Now, there are some people, man, just don't believe it, but that don't mean God ain't with them. Right? Now, uh, in the room next door uh, is darkness. Right? Uh, Gianni, don't, don't miss this. In the room is darkness, but there's a lot of power in that room to light the room. Right? But the room only gets light if you turn on the power. But the power is already there. But if you don't turn the switch on, you're still operating in the dark. God says, I'm there, but because you won't receive me, you're operating powerless. That's why Jesus says, if you ever turn the light on, the works that I do, you'll be able to do. But you can't do it if you don't turn the power on. Now, here's what he says in the 14th verse. And the word, everybody said the word. And the word was made flesh. So now, AJ, the mind of God became a human. Right? Now, this is important. Don't miss this now. Now, I know it's a little tricky, but we got to work with it, right? So, Dr. Abby, out there, you can call me later and say, let me talk to you about your theology. Let's work with it, all right? So, and the word was made flesh. Jesus was a human being. Don't miss it. You got to read the history books. His mother was a woman by the name of Mary. So, the baby was a boy. Right? 
but his father was the Christ, right? So God really impregnated this woman, right? Uh, and she gave birth to this boy, and God resided in him, right? Now, uh, now this is a little, you know, work with me. Now, I, I know we worship Jesus, right? But let's, let's deal with the word of God for a second, right? Let's say that uh, Jesus, the man, is the word of God. What if he's the mind of God? What if you looked at him not as the man, but as the word? What if you looked at him as the mind of God? So as I honor him as the mind of God, because uh, it's hard for some people to process Jesus as a man and being God. Uh, but he was, according to Scripture, God in the flesh. Because the Word became flesh. Right? So what God did was God decided, Jemiah, that he's going to impart himself in a human. Hold on, wait. Maybe in all humans. Right? So, so God's going to impart himself in all humans, and he's inside of them. Right? But they don't know it because they're walking around in the dark. When the light is dying, they're shining. But some people like darkness more than they like light. So they don't, they, they don't get the picture of who they are. So you don't recognize who you are and whose you are because you don't recognize God working through you. You recognize him working through Jesus, but you don't believe he can work in you. But I want you to know he can work through you. And he want to work through you. And he's working through you. Right? And it's important for us to understand this. Right? So here's where, here's where you go with it. And the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Now, I want to do a sidebar here. And I'm going to come into Philippians for a minute. But I want you to see the mind of God uh, coming down and resting in the minds of people. Now, you have this spirit, right, that we're dealing with because man is three-part being. They're soul, body, and spirit, right? So the spirit, which is God, is almost like when I took this picture, and I want you guys to see this picture, right? Uh, and it's kind of hard on the screen, so we got to do something about that, but... Anyway, it's almost like it's an internet connection, right? It's almost like we're trying to get a Wi-Fi connection, right? Because we got this Wi-Fi, but we can't find the modem, or we can't. So this is just a disconnect. You ever, and your, your phone just keeps spinning because it's trying to get a connection. And when you get the connection, man, you can almost. Now watch this here. Once I make the connection, I can talk in Africa. I can talk in Germany, I can be in France, I can be anywhere in the world once I make the what? Connection. All right? So now I, I can take my mind and connect my mind to you and you in Russia once we make the connection. Now we're having a conversation as though we're next door to each other. Uh, now, once you understand who you are and you can make that connection with the guy in you, with the, the almighty God, and you can make that connection, 
That's when the power connects. Once that power connect, man, then you 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 powerful. All right, and but the power is really not you. The really power is coming from because once that connect is connected, you don't pay your internet fee. All of a sudden, you don't have no power, right? When you don't do right by God, you disconnect. And you can't get no signal. You're trying to get a signal, but you ain't living right. So you can't get the signal. Because the signal is based on your righteousness. Now, now let's deal with this for a second. Because we're going to try to get through this thing in time, right? In Philippians... Because I got to prove this to you because I know a lot of you guys don't believe it because you don't know who you are. And these young people, uh, once you know that God is working inside of you, all right, and I know God is in you. Now, hear me, hear me well. God is in you. So now when I look at you, even though you don't know God in you, I know he's in you. You don't recognize it, so your power, your, all your power is still off, but mine is on. So since mine is on, I can see you. I got to treat you like your power is on. And here's the beauty of it. Uh, 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 I can go over to your house, uh, uh, Sister Tiffany, and I can hook up to your internet. All I need is your password. Because you connected. And in order for me to get connected, uh, you got to give me your password. Well, let me work with this thing. Let me. Right, now. So, so I want you guys to know who you are. So when God created you, and he created you in his image, he didn't just put you out there. Right? He said, I'm not just putting you out there, because I have a plan and a purpose for every single person. Every drop of water in the ocean, the ocean needed it. So every little drop made the ocean. And every drop is the ocean. They're so connected, right? Now, now, you were made in God's image, in his likeness. This is good. Now, the enemy is coming to try to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to distract you so you don't know who you are. So that spirit is coming. That's why he said you wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're looking at people and think you're dealing with them, but if you know who you are, When you know who you are, it doesn't matter what the enemy try to do because no weapon formed against you can ever prosper because you don't have no power over me, only he does. Right? And so now, as long as I stay connected, I, am, I can reach the world. As long as I stay connected with him, I can connect with people in Germany. Only way I can't connect with them if they ain't right. And that service is disconnected. Oh, let me work. This is good. This is going to be good, right? Because you got to know who you are. You got to find this God inside of you. Right? So he says, uh, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, he had the mind of God. He has God's mind, right? Uh who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, this is a man, all right? That's why you got to, if you can take him and set him aside and make him a man, 
And then because he's trying to show you who you can be when you connect it with God. And there are some people that moved in the earth, did the exact same thing Jesus did. They healed people. They laid hands on people. They, they raised people from the dead. Everything Jesus did, there were other men that did the exact same thing. Because you can do it as long as you have the power working through you. I want you to understand something. Because it's not you. It's God working through you. It's, it's like I'm giving you permission to use my body in this earth because you need my five senses to connect to be plugged into this world. So I'm going to keep my body right so it's in good shape. That's what I like about LeBron James. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, and now I know some of y'all don't like LeBron, but you don't even know him. I don't know him. So, right? but, 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 but the thing about LeBron James, I heard him do an interview one time, and he says uh, he spends a million dollars on his body to make himself available for his team. A million dollars, right? He says, I, I want to make sure I'm available. So I'm going to take care of my body. He said, because I'm no good. He know that his body breads the butter. I mean, uh, butters the bread, right? He knows that. So now he knows that. So he spends all kind of money to make sure his body has the best of the best, right? Now, you need to do the same thing because God needs to use your body. So you got to be careful what you put in it. You got to be careful what you do. You got to be careful who you with, where you, where you with, who you with, with it. Because it'll take, it'll take, it'll take your life away. It, it'll disconnect you from the power source. And you wonder why you're powerless. Because sin is a disconnect. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Right? Here's what he said. But made himself of no reputation. This is Jesus. He made himself of no reputation. And he took upon him the form of a servant. Right? And was made in the likeness of men like us. Ooh, when I got this here, I said, oh, man, I, said, I know I can be healed now. I said, the pain got to go, right? right? Because, I mean, God, if you're working in me, I remember as a guy wrote a book one time. He says, good morning, Holy Spirit. It didn't make sense to me at the time until I realized he was saying, listen, when I wake up, the Holy Spirit is right there. I heard Dr. Abby Adi say this morning, he says, when I, he said, I thank God when I just sit up in the bed. So I make sure the first thing I do is recognize the God. Now, here's the thing. Now, 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 I may be a little off, but I think I'm not. I think, I think if you dig into it deep enough, I think I'm on, right? He says, go into your secret closet. Right? Uh, and that's why he said, man should always pray, right? He said, go into your secret closet, but man should always pray. So it can't be the closet at your house that you put a little room in with some sayings on it. Maybe that secret closet is within you. Maybe you need to go to the God that's inside of you. And, 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 and when I go to him, he knows everything in secret. He knows what's going on. So now you're having a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm having a conversation with the God in me. Yeah. And here's the thing. He's going to have a nice conversation. Now, listen, you know what you're about to do is wrong. 
right? He said, you already know that. He, but he also says, now listen to me. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I got you, right? Now, everybody, you know, some people get a little deep, right? So, you know, he don't give you everything he asks for. When, listen, when you're focused on the Holy Spirit, you're not asking for Cadillacs and cars and houses, right? That's the last thing on your mind. Your focus is really on him. It's not on material things. All that stuff is the byproduct of the kingdom. It just comes. I don't need to be asking for that kind of stuff. It comes with the territory. Right? So, so he's, he's trying to tell you, you got to know who you are. So now it's the game changer. Because now that I know that my father, now watch this. Then he told me this, Gianni. He says, I, this is good, Brad. He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm like, well, God, he said, listen, I, I know you said, yeah, that's not true, but let's read this. This is one of Margaret's favorite scriptures. I did it for my sister Margaret. Here we go. Where shall I go from thy spirit? I want you to hear me well. This is good, right? Now, this is Holy Spirit. This is God inside of you. Right? This is the God in you. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or whether shall I flee from your presence? Then he says this. If I ascend unto the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Woo! Listen. So, Tiffany, he got to be inside of you. He said, wherever you go, I'm there. When you're on the playground, I'm there. When you're in the classroom, I'm there. When you're in the gymnasium, I'm there. When you're on the job interview, I'm there. I don't care what. When you think you're sneaking, I'm there. He said, you can't never get away from my presence. He, he let you know. He said, I'm with you. He said, the reason why, he said, because I'm going to be in you. Uh, don't be looking for me out there somewhere. He said, I'm going to be in you. So now... You can't escape from my presence. Right? Now, the plus side is I can do all things. If God can do it and he's inside of me, then I can do. Now, uh, uh, now we're reasonable, all right? So, so you got to think outside the box. He's a rock. You can't do it. Well, you know, come on. Let's be real here, right? Now, if you can't dance, you can't dance, right? That's not what he's talking about, right? When I'm operating in his will, and I understand what he wants done, I can do it because he's doing it through me. I'm the vehicle that he's going to use to do. Now, the question is, where does he reside? I say in the mind of man. Whatsoever you thinketh. Now, that's why he told us, uh, he says, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everything starts flurry in the mind and then manifested in the physical. 
I don't care what it is. So when he said he created all things, uh, when we look at this desk in here and say, well, God didn't make that. It was a guy, uh, it was an engineer. Or maybe God was in the mind of the engineer. Right? Uh, when you put your mind to it and you focus on it, you can accomplish it. But you got to remember, your focus is never about you. Your focus is always about the kingdom. What we get messed up is we become selfish. When you become selfish, it's, even, it's not even about God. That's, you're not, listen, man, I can't talk to you right now because all you're thinking about is you. How dare you, how dare you ask for somebody else's stuff? How, how, how dare you decide because somebody did you wrong that you're going to get them back? So he's sitting there. He said, I'm silent. I, I'm not listening to you. I'm not even going to respond because there's no way that I roll like that. He said, me and my boys don't roll like that. He said, we don't try to get you back. He said, no, you know you're not operating in me. He said, there's another spirit that hijack you. Right? And you got to watch him because he come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to really get you, man, to cut your power cord so you don't have any power coming from me. Right? And so it's important to understand what he's telling us. Right? And he said, Listen, I don't care what happens in your life. I don't care what's going on. He said, I'm there. That's why he told us in his word, um, don't be complaining about nothing. Everything you do, do it as though you do it. Now all the scripture makes sense to me now. He says, do it as though you're doing unto me because you are doing unto me. When you offend one of the little ones, you're offending me. Because when you look at them, you're looking at me. If I steal something from you, I really stole it from God. I think I'm stealing from you. God, how are you going to steal from me when I gave it to you? And when you have a mind shift and a transformation thinking in your mind, now I see clearly now. Now everything changes. Because now the scales are off my eyes and I can see God for who he is. A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And it's important that he's living through us all the time. And, and that's why he said, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Right? Don't, 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 don't try to squeeze him out when he's, you know you squeeze him out when he's telling you don't do it. Don't go. Don't go. He said, don't go down that road. He said, it's a curve. Right? And you put your foot on the gas pedal. And then when you crash, then you want to come back to him and say, God, help me. Right? He said, listen, I told you it was a curve, and I told you it was a drop-off, right? He said, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work with you, but you shut me off. Uh, but I'm not going nowhere. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm bring you through this, right? And I'm going to put it in the sea of forgiveness to remember no more. Now it's on you to listen to me the next time because I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'm always going to be there, right? And let me hurry up so I get across. I feel like I have five minutes. So right now, this one. Now, he's, now uh, here's what I want to get to here. Look at First John uh, 1 and 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives where? Where does he live? Within you. So, so you don't need anyone to what? Whoa. 
what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. Now, what he's telling you is the, 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 the truth. He said, I am the truth. Right? He says, and when you really embrace me, I would let you know in your mind what is right. He said, and when you really, really focus on me, because wherever you put your mind and put your attention, all your energy go there. And he says, and I'm there, he said, and I'm living inside of you. I want every person here to understand. God says, I'm living inside of you. The gift, the greatest gift that you have ever received was me, living inside of you. Now, so now whatever you run into, whatever happens out there, that's external. What you need to do is turn inward. Right? Uh, I was listening to uh, Ebony when she was singing. And I'm like, wow. You know, uh, not even knowing, she says, uh, he set me up. Uh, not even knowing uh, that she was going to sing because I never even mentioned to her. Right? But as she was singing, uh, she sung a song. I felt it in my spirit. As she was singing, then all of a sudden it shifted. And she went into another song. Well, where did it come from? It came from her mind. And God was working through it. God said, I've seen this song. And, and so God put it in her mind, and then it came out in her what? Mouth. You're always going to put it in your mind first, and then he's going to manifest it. Right? Well, he's going to put it in your mind first, and then he's going to manifest it. Listen, he, when he want to put you on display, and he want to put himself on display, He's going to put it in your mind first, and then he's going to what? He's going to put it out there in the atmosphere. Now, this is important. That's why the mind of man is so important, and you have to guard it. It's good. It's good. So I got to be careful what I put in it. Right? Uh, now, you just can't put anything in it because stuff you put in, it gets into your spirit, right? And then you get emotional attachments to it, and now all of a sudden you're running on autopilot on stuff that you hate. You say, man, I can't stand it, but I can't help it. I'm not going to call it, but I just can't help it. Well, I got next week, I'm, a week after next, I'm going to teach you guys how to overcome it. Because you got to be able to overcome all of this. You got to overcome you so you can really live in him. Because we're going to talk about the river of change, how you got to change your life and transform your life so you can be everything God intends you to be. You guys are brilliant. Now, somebody told some of you all that you were special ed. That's what they did. They told you special ed. They said they diagnosed you, they gave you a test, and they told you it was ADHD. Now, I just want, I, I just want to let you in on the secret. Right? There were some people that got together, and they observed some people, and they determined that uh, you had this here, so we put this label on you. Guys, I didn't say that. I'm not the, because they told you that's not. Now, here's how I know they was lying. I had a young girl uh, could read unbelievably. She used to read for me in class all the time. I needed somebody to read. I was a teacher, and I would call her, and she would love to read. That girl would read. She realized she was in high school. She was in seventh grade. And one day, she had an IEP. I knew the girl was special ed. She had an IEP. Her mother, she, her mother didn't know much about education, right? So I'm going to go to the IEP with her. I said, let me go in here with her so they don't jack this girl, right? So I go in there, and they pull a test out, and the girl scores are so low, she reading on a first grade reading level. So now they want to give her reading classes, special time, set aside, so she can improve reading. 
So, and the mother's like, oh, shit, she, you ready to sign? I said, hold it, baby. Don't write that. Don't sign your name to that. You know, I said, your baby don't have no reading problem. But she took a test. The girl didn't like the test. She didn't like taking tests, so she was just marking stuff. Right? And, and, and so based on that, I said, hold it. I said, I'll tell you what we do. I said, get this book right here. It's a high-level book, and let's give it to her, and we're going to have her read it. So we called the girl down, because she was in class, and she got the book. I said, honey, read this for your mother. And, she, and everybody's eyes like bucked out of their head. I said, oh, yeah. Because you said she can't, don't mean she can't. Because what you said don't make it so. People can say anything they want. But when you're connected with God, and God is in you, it's people that was dyslexic. They couldn't read. And God healed them, right? Because he said, listen, I'm not like that. You just need to focus and put your attention on me. I heard uh, uh, a therapist say once, he said, uh, I was in a session, and the people, was, uh, the, they was arguing, and they didn't even know they was mad because they were so focused on their mate that they didn't realize that they was angry. They didn't realize they was angry because they were so focused on somebody else. All their attention was over there. But if they turned their attention inside, I was telling my wife, uh, so when I prayed for my healing, I prayed for deliverance. Because I'm, uh, I used to be like this here with Ardina, all right, uh, uh, Terio. Uh, I'm like, come on, Ardina. You know, you, you, because she, she want to turn off every light. She want to help everybody clean. She want, and, and I didn't have no kind of patience. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so I'm rushing her all the time, right? And, and I was serious about it, too, to the point I used to get mad, you know. But I didn't argue with her. I just got a little ticked off about it, right? And so I asked God, I said, God, you got to fix me with this. Because I'm in autopilot. Because I'm doing it, and she didn't even do anything. She went to the bathroom, and I'm like, hurry up. <laughs> I'm just rushing all the time, right? And God said, slow down. I didn't have a problem. You got the problem. He said, so you got to fix you. Because what you're doing does not reflect me. He said, what you're doing, that's not me. I don't know who you think that is, but... That, you can talk, you love me all you want. That's not me working. He's because I operate out of love. He said, you need to change that. Now, she a witness. I walk out, she'll tell you. For the last three weeks, totally different. Totally different. Totally different, right? But I focused on that. And I said, God, I know you can do it. Now, if you inside me, you have the ability to do it. And he did it. Now, I want everybody, as we close for today, I want everybody to think about this here. What is it that you know is controlling you is not God? And then you got to say, if God is in me and he's greater than anything else, why is that thing controlling me when I got him inside of me? So if I got him inside of me, I can do all things. So I can overcome this craziness. I can overcome this addiction. I can overcome this bad language, just cussing every time or lying all the time or doing all this here. I can overcome that because great is he that's in me. And he that's in the people that don't know him. So today, 
is your birthday. You get to start all over today and live as though God is living through you. And so now everybody knows that he's in you. You just got to wake him up and resurrect him in you and let the old man die. We're going to talk about that next week. I mean, we got some next. Let the old man die, then he come a what? Alive. Raise your hand if you want to be born again. Amen. I feel like Joel Olsen. No. All right, now, everybody stand to your feet. Everybody to your feet. Man, what a special thing to know that I got God working on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit is working with, the, the Holy Spirit is with me all the time, Terry, all the time. Every time I make a decision, he's right there. Now when I get ready to raise my voice at my wife, now when I get ready to yell at my kids, now when I get ready to cuss, I'm going to be conscious of it. Now I'm going to say, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, now I want Tony back there like, I don't know, I'm working on it. I just, and I'm going to teach you guys how to handle it, how you, how you switch from being unconscious to being conscious. So you got to ask God to help you be conscious of your unconsciousness so you can be in the present because all of us living in the past. Let's bow our heads. If you don't know who God is, then there's no way you can really operate in him. You got to know that he loved you so much that he was willing to sacrifice everything so you can know who you are in him. He wants you to have dominion in all the areas in which you have control over, but he wants you to do it with him at the helm. He want to be the decision-making power in everything you do. He said, you'll never go without, you don't have to worry about anything, you just got to do what I asked you to do, and that's represent me through love. He said, love is the currency that makes the difference. And I love you so much that I stayed with you even though you made a mess. Even though you did some things so crazy. But I promise you in my word that I would never leave you. So I've been right there with you and I brought you through it. So I want to offer him to you. For those who don't know him, you need to make him the Lord of your life. And now, every time you think, every time you move, you move as though God is moving through you. Lord, today, we come to you and we ask you to reveal yourself to every single person that hear my voice. Let them know that you notice them and you're with them, and they're on your radar. And you're sitting right there, and you're just waiting. You're waiting for them. You're waiting for them to come home and be reconciled back to you so they can do the things that you need done when you created them in their mother's womb. You have a purpose for their life. Let them see the purpose. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your deliverance power. Thank you for the gifts and talents you've given us for your kingdom. But give us a mind to do everything for you, not for us.
Let us do nothing out of selfish, out of selfishness. Let it be for you. We thank you and we praise you. Bless right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. Amen. And amen. The altar is going to be open for those who would like someone to just join you in prayer. They don't have to stand up here and spend a long time. They just want to touch and agree with you. So where there's two or three touch and agree, you'll be in the midst. But also, we ask you guys to be a blessing in the ministry. We need your financial support to help keep doing things. You guys are doing a great job. Keep on paying your tithing offering. So keep on blessing. We thank you. So, Lord, bless all of those who's going to give today. Don't let any of them suffer. We all have something to give, whether it's a penny, a nickel, a dime, or, or whatever. We have something that we need to trust you. So thank you for blessing us with so we can be a blessing too. And as we leave this place, thank you for promises to never leave us and being present with us everywhere we go. Give us traveling mercies. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. The altar is open for prayer for those who like prayer.